0: The founder of this company 10 years ago was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who is selling his house, the founder of this, this company, he's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company. realestateagentsitrust.com.
1: Mike Slater. Slater Crusader's changing gears here a little bit. So Monday, the governor of California, Jerry Brown, signed uh, minimum wage. Raised it 10 to $15 an hour over the next six years. Crazy. Um... new poll was released a couple days after that of San Diegans Uh, 74% think that raising the minimum wage will hurt the local economy 77% think it will cause prices to rise 70% think it will cause businesses to cut hours 69% think that no one will be lifted out of poverty because of it so you're thinking well what the heck how did it pass here's why the last question do you think the government should set the minimum wage at all and 57% said yes. That's why we lost. Because I was thinking, so I was, I was gone last two weeks. And I come back Sunday late at night. I wake up Monday early morning. And I turn on the news. And, and there's Jerry Brown signing the minimum wage to $15. And I said, what? Like, how did this happen <laughs> so fast? Now, obviously, it's been a conversation for a long time. But not this, Bill. Just happened like that. I said, whoa, like, how did we lose that argument that fast? And we didn't lose the arguments, right? Here's at most a vast majority of people, at least in San Diego, think that, you know, it's going to hurt the economy and, and hours cut, all the rest. They get the economics of it. But a majority of people still think that the government should set a minimum wage. That's why we lost. We successfully convinced people that prices will rise and hours will be cut and it's bad for the economy. But we missed the last question. Should the government be setting a minimum wage at all? And because a majority of people still say yes, yes, the government should be setting a minimum wage. Now it's just a matter of how high. And that's what Jerry Brown, the governor of California, decided. He decided how high it's going to be because a majority of people think that it should be something. It's the old story of a guy who meets a woman in a hotel bar. And says, ma'am, will you come up to my room for me with me for $10? And she says, oh, get away from me. And he says, will you come up to my room with me for $1,000? And she goes, no, I'm calling the police. And he goes, ma'am, will you come up to my room with me for $10 million? And she says, okay. So she gets up to his room. And he says, well, I'll tell you what, instead of $10 million, how about I pay you $100? And she says, what kind of woman do you think I am? And the guy says, I know what kind of woman you are. We've already established that. Now we're just negotiating the price. And when a strong majority of people still think that the government should be setting any minimum wage, nothing else matters. Now we're just negotiating what the minimum wage should be. But if you're going to leave that up to a single party rule up in Sacramento, like we have in California, if you're going to leave the negotiation up to a single party rule by the Democrats, they're going to set it really high. they settled at 15. The, the governor even admitted that it makes no economic sense. Isn't that incredible? So we, we talked about it on Monday and I didn't hear his uh, speech. And on, on, someone uh, after the show sent me an email. They're like, hey, Slater, you know, Jerry Brown said it makes no economic sense to raise the minimum wage. And I said, aha, funny joke. No, it turns out he actually said that. Here's the clip right here. And a worker is worthy of his or her hire. And to be worthy means they can support a family. So economically, uh, minimum wages may not make sense. But morally. He's up there. Morally. Morally 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 economically doesn't make sense morally it makes sense no you know what jerry morally the government should not be setting prices that are negotiated between two free consenting adults that's the bottom line morally government should get out of the way of businesses so that they're free to invest and spend and grow so that wages go up naturally morally morally Our government-run education system should graduate kids who know how to read and do math so that they can command higher wages. That's your moral obligation, to get out of the way, and if you're going to be in our education system, do a better job so kids can read. Morally, you should stop pretending to be people's saviors, because those same people who feel saved today are going to be fired tomorrow and making $0 an hour, which is the real minimum wage. made a video about the minimum wage is on our Facebook page now. You can check it out. Mike Slater Show on on Facebook. Jerry Brown admits that it's bad economics. It's bad for employees. It's bad for employers. But it sounds good in theory. What an incredible acknowledgement of the giant chasm between their utopian vision and reality. But they don't care. Why would Jerry Brown do this then? I want to go a little deeper. Are you with me? Can we do this? Now, once we go here, it opens up a whole new can of worms. Okay. Once we go here, it's a whole new level. But I think it's important that we know the real end game of the minimum wage hike. Because a lot of people will say, oh, it's, uh, we're going to raise the minimum wage or he wants to raise the minimum wage so that, um, he gets more votes. Yeah, yes, but the people who want that are going to vote for him anyway, right? So it's not, he's not gaining new votes. Maybe strengthening people who would already vote, but he's not gaining any new votes. So yes, but let's go a little deeper even. He says it makes no economic sense, so it's not to improve people's lives. We know that's not going to happen. It's the Cloward-Piven strategy. You're a Glenn Beck fan. You know all about it. Cloward Piven strategy outlined in 1968. by Two professors at Columbia sociologists by trade. And their strategy is to overwhelm the welfare system. Put so put as many people on it as possible. Overwhelm it so that everyone says, all right, listen, this, this is, this is inefficient. This is inefficient. This is unsustainable. We got to scrap the whole thing, scrap the welfare system, and just have a guaranteed annual income for everybody. That is the left's new goal. Guaranteed minimum income for everybody, no matter what. Everybody just gets $30,000 or whatever they decide. That's the ultimate goal. And it's, if, if Hillary wins, especially, that's the conversation for the next four years. Watch it, mark it right now. The next four years, if Hillary wins, the conversation's gonna be about a guaranteed minimum income. If it's if Hillary doesn't win, then it's gonna be had in different states, like California. But that's the new mission. After healthcare was passed, and it's very similar, and I'll combine the two in a second, um, but after universal healthcare was passed, now it's uh, guaranteed minimum income. There's a couple different names for it. Um, universal income, unconditional income, um, big, you may hear, hear it called big Um, basic income guarantee. I don't know what focus groups the best, but whatever focus groups the best they'll come back with. But that's the goal. Overwhelm the system, the welfare system, so it implodes and then replace it with a guaranteed national income. Now I know what you're saying, Slater. That sounds very conspiratorial. I got a transcript here of Jerry Brown on the radio in 1955. Again, governor of California. He said, quote, brace yourselves for this. He said, the conventional viewpoint, conventional viewpoint, says we need a jobs program and we need to cut welfare. But I believe just the opposite. We need more welfare and fewer jobs. That was Jerry Brown when he was governor the first time. You may not know that Jerry Brown was governor already, and now he's governor again, right? And here he is saying, "Let the, I let that sit in." He says the conventional wisdom is, you know, everyone's saying we need more jobs, less welfare. But Jerry Brown says, "No, no, that's backwards. We need fewer jobs and more welfare. Fewer jobs, more welfare." I know it's taking a second for you to like interpret like like what like it's so counter to what you just assumed everyone wanted. You assumed everyone wanted more jobs, less welfare. It's not true. You got people on the left who want fewer jobs, more welfare. And that's why Jerry Brown's raising the minimum wage, because he knows that most people will be fired. And those people will go on welfare. Most people making between 10 and 15 dollars an hour now will be fired when you raise the minimum wage. He knows that that's going to happen, and that's exactly what he wants. And I know that sounds crazy. I get it, because you're thinking, how can someone say we need more more people on welfare? We need fewer jobs, more people on welfare. How can that be? It's Jerry Brown. Okay, so you're saying so, okay, I'm, I can I can barely go with you here. But why? Why would he want that? He says, "quote." I'm talking about welfare for all. Without it, you're going to have warfare for all. Without a universal health care, like every other civilized country, without a minimum level of income, that's guaranteed minimum income, this country will explode. The guaranteed income is one way. If we were smart, We'd get rid of welfare and give people a family assistance like they do in Europe. Okay, so it was Jerry Brown in 1995. I guarantee you he hasn't changed his thought process. So that's the plan. Guaranteed annual income, guaranteed minimum income. Everybody just gets $30,000 for doing nothing. Just for breathing, you get 30 grand. Now, that's not a pipe dream. And this is the, if, if you take nothing away from this hour, other than my prediction in the first two segments, uh, let it be this. This is what's next. Guaranteed minimum income is next. It's not a pipe dream. Switzerland, I believe, just a couple days ago, the, um, their version of Congress or whatever, voted down a guaranteed minimum income. But in June, it's going to be on the ballot in Switzerland for the very first ever unconditional income. That's what they call it in Switzerland. Unconditional income. Everybody gets $2,600 a month. Times 12... $31,000. <laughs> so everyone in Switzerland gets $31,000 It's going to a vote in June and it'll probably pass. And then it's going to happen here in America. And it's going to happen because it makes sense on the surface, not a reality, but on the surface, it makes sense. It will make sense. They'll make it make sense because they'll say, oh my gosh, our welfare system. It's so overwhelmed. It's so overwhelmed. We're going broke. And, and you know what? There's just not enough jobs for people. No one can find any jobs. It's unbelievable. You know, people graduating high school, graduating college, they can't find jobs. People with low skills, low education levels, little experience, they can't find jobs. Yeah, they can't find jobs because you raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. They're not going to say that, of course, but you're going to know that. They're like, oh, people just can't find jobs. They're on welfare. It's over. Oh, it's just, it's just too much. It's too much. You know, we should just scrap welfare and let's come back with a more efficient system. Let's just have a guaranteed minimum income for moral reasons, for dignity, That's the reason for the minimum wage hike. This is another step towards guaranteed annual income. one 888 93 Slater Radio on Twitter. Mike Slater Show, The Blaze Radio Network. Spread the word. You're listening to Mike Slater. On The Blaze Radio Network.
0: realestateagentsitrust.com.